Hello and welcome to Abe's Front Porch Talk. I hope you guys are doing great on this Monday night. I hope you all had an awesome weekend. I know this is the 4th of July week, so I know most of you celebrated the 4th of July over the weekend. I hope you had a good time. I know tomorrow is actually the 4th. So some of y'all had to celebrate the 4th this weekend because you have to work tomorrow. Others get the day off and will be able to celebrate the 4th on the 4th. So I hope whoever's listening, you all had a great 4th and that y'all were safe. Everything is good. Just keep praying for those who are sick and those who have nothing and have been forgotten about don't forget about them keep them in your prayers that maybe the next time they will get invited to a cookout or have a good holiday in the future you know just remember those who have nothing but tonight is part two of revelation 16 I want to tell you all, if you're listening, if you're listening to me, go to my TikTok and follow me. Follow me there. Follow me on Instagram. Follow me on Twitter. Go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to my YouTube. Subscribe to this podcast platform. I know some of the podcast platform says subscribe. Some say follow. So every which button you see, just push it. I'll be glad to have you share with your family and friends. And I'm going to go ahead and just take a short break. And then we'll get back into Revelation 16, part two. Hello, thank you for that short break, folks. If you hear any racket, you may be hearing fireworks going off. So, I don't know if you'll be able to hear the sound of it or not, but I don't 
think you will, just in case you do hear it in the background. That's what that noise is. So, some some of my neighbors around here are shooting them off, shooting fireworks off. So, uh, <clears throat> all right. So now in chapter sixteen here, we talked last week about how you know the water turns to blood. And this is when you kill the prophets and the saints. And just not only the prophets and the saints, if you think about it. It's for everybody. For all the innocent blood that was shed upon the land. Just like Cain and Abel. And so, and if you were, remember when... Back in Moses' days when Pharaoh would not let God's people go. And God told Moses to put a plague upon them. And they still would not let the people go. So God turned the water into blood. And remember Pharaoh and them had water in a vase that they was trying to pour. And that water that was in the vase even turned to blood as they started pouring it out. This is the way it's going to be when that time comes for us to drink water, to go turn our water on to run through the faucet. Blood's just going to come out. Your wells will even turn to blood. I want you to understand that. Every water, including the mud holes, will turn to water. You will not even be able to get a shower because your shower will be blood coming out. And this is what you did to the people, the innocent people you murdered, those you turned away, those that needed help, that cried out, especially to our government, the judges and stuff in the Social Security Administration that's turned people away for their disability and they were put out in the cold, out on the streets and died because they did not know how to survive the streets. Those people's blood, that's why the water will turn to blood, is because of this. The innocent people that were thrown in prison, that were put in the jails and they were innocent, but got beaten to death. That's why the waters will turn to blood. They were innocent. They tried to tell you they were innocent, but nobody would believe them in the courtroom. The judges, the jury, the pro prosecutor would not believe. They were made to be guilty, and they were innocent, and God knew it, and you expect you won't have to drink bloody water. You best wake up. Now, that's just a refresher for last week and stuff. And I didn't go into all that details on about the wells and stuff turning into <laughs> blood, just like I did, but I wanted to explain that. Now, 
let's go on to verse 12 here. And I'm going to be reading from verse 12 to verse 21. Sorry for that little pause there, folks. I was trying to find my place. Remember, this is the King James Version. And it starts with, And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, and the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits, like frogs, come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. For they are the spirits of devils, working miracles which go forth unto the kings of the earth and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of that great day of God Almighty. Behold, I come as a thief, blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments, lest he walk naked, and they see his shame. That's verse 15, and it's written in red. The rest is black and white. And he gathered them together into a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven and the throne, saying, It is done. And there was and there were voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were up on the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great, and the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. And every island fled away, and the mountains were not found. And there fell upon men a great hell out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And then, sorry, let me start that verse over. And there fell upon men a great hail out of heaven, every stone about the weight of a talent. And men blasphemed God because of the plague of the hail, for the plague thereof was exceeding great. See, let me talk about verse 21 there, about the great hail. And it was the weight of a talent. Was it last week? I believe so now. Last week on the news, they said, was it Texas or Colorado? I forget which state. They had a bad storm, and they said they had gotten softball-sized hell. And, you know, that's one of the signs that God has given us warnings on. That's one of the signs God is speaking to us. And I know I said warnings, 
and I hear a lot of ministers on YouTube and other social media talk about this as a warning from God, but I'm to the point now, just me, you don't have to believe this or not, but this is just me and my opinion on this. When I see stuff like softball size hell, and I see all the natural disasters going on, I do not think it's any longer a warning from God. I think God's wrath is upon us. His vengeance is here and is up to us to see. He is speaking to us through these storms. And we've had our warnings. God's warned us through his word. He's told us how to act, how we should do, how we should believe, how to pull away from the liars of the earth. We are not to get involved in certain things of the earth. We are to pull away from all of this. But we continue to do so as the children of God. And we preach and teach that you cannot serve God and mammon at the same time. We tell people that you cannot straddle the fence. But when you're partaking with the liars of the earth, you're straddling the fence yourself because you're believing the lies. And you can't see that they're lying to you. You've got to learn that these people are lying. And... We've gotten to a point now that we're blaming one another for everything that goes wrong. But we cannot see that God is working here to get our attention, to get us to repentance, and to get us in that place with Him. We've got to stop blaming our government. We've got to stop blaming our preachers, someone in our family, our friends, for every problem that goes wrong and blame ourselves and take it to God and start repenting of our own ways because once we learn to stop blaming everybody for our problems then we will learn hey this is god dealing with me i can't blame this or that and with the food prices going up because we were warned that god's going to put a famine up on the earth so you know we were warned over all of this and it's up to us to see this. God will use man to do his work. Even to, for good or for the bad. He will use man to do it. But all evil deeds come from Satan. They all come from the pits of hell. That's where they come from. Stay away from the false prophets and the false preachers and teachers know who is going to be there for you there's a lot of them on youtube and tiktok and a lot of you think they're real but they're not yeah they can prophesy and tell you things and it's happening and it's all coming to pass but they're not of god that's coming from satan and you cannot see it you need to learn so you don't get deceived in these last days by these people be aware of these people. Think about the softball-sized hell that's going on in these places. And just think about that. And to what I just wrote you, a weight of a talent. A great hell out of heavens, every stone about the weight of a talent. Well, the NIV version also s describes it 
as a immense size, about 50 and 60 pounds. Because the NIV version says this, and a great excessively oppressive hailstone as heavy as a talent between 50 and 60 pounds of immense size fell from the sky on the people and men blasphemed God for the plague of the hell. So very great was the torture of that plague. And then it also tells you, you can look at the book of Exodus chapter 9, verse 23. So, and you know, always go back to the Old Testament too. And you'll see how the prophets spoke of a lot of the things that they seen that were plagues. Scientists will tell you that there's a reason behind why the hell was so big and what caused it and something to do with the pressure and the atmosphere and all this heat and cold. And they might be telling the truth to that, but you best see the lie of Satan in that truth. Don't let scientists talk you out of to why it's not God. That's their job. That's what Satan wants. Satan uses scientists. And God says in his word that he will make the wise look like fools. So remember that one too. Always remember to know scripture, to know what the times you're living in, to know that it's God. God always uses nature to do his speaking he always will bring war upon you to do his speaking to know for you to know it is god he says he will shake the earth he's done it since the beginning of time and he will still continue to do it since the beginning of time now let's go up to verse 12 and 13 here And the sixth angel poured out his vial upon the great river Euphrates, and the water thereof was dried up, that the way of the kings of the east might be prepared. And I saw three unclean spirits like frogs come out of the mouth of the dragon, and out of the mouth of the beast, and out of the mouth of the false prophet. See, we know when the Euphrates rivers dry up, That's when the four angels up under the Euphrates rivers will be let loose. When they are let loose, you will not be able to sleep day and night. They are going to torment and torture the people 24-7. No rest, no nothing. This will affect everybody in the world. You will be affected in so many ways. And this is how it's going to bring you down mentality. That's when these false prophets are going to get worse. They're already bad now and people are falling for the false prophets. Can't tell who's real and can't tell who's fake. All these false prophets are welcome into the house of God. And they're able to take over a leadership position and the true child of God is pushed out because of the false prophet is welcome. And that true child of God that's serving Jesus that got pushed out 
has been judged and condemned and told that they were the false ones, that they were fake. See, you can't discern who's real or fake when you do that. You best know. And, you know, I've been fooled myself, and as long as I live, I will always be fooled. But when we catch on to who they truly are, we best cut ties with them. We best walk away. You best just move it on and just cut all ties. Now, those false prophets, sorry for the long pauses, folks. I don't edit my podcast, so just be uh, wary when anytime you listen to my podcast and you get these long pauses, please don't give up on me. I... I'm trying to get my thoughts together on this one, and uh, I studied this today, and I really didn't have a whole lot to go on, because the scriptures basically at this point are self-explanatory, and so just bear with me, because I don't edit. I don't go in and try to cut the pauses out. I just don't really have time for that, and I don't have help with this so i'm just me so i just don't worry about the editing part now you'll hear false prophets start talking about money about wealth you should give this much i've been in churches before and you'll see it sometimes on tv where the ministers will be preaching and uh pastor say oh the lord's saying that somebody's to put fifty dollars in the offering plate oh okay now it goes up from fifty the lord says now you gotta put a hundred in there nope never mind the lord's changed his mind now you gotta put a thousand in the offering plate be aware and alert of that because that is not always of god now sometimes god will move upon somebody to do this He will move on someone to do that. And sometimes people will start thinking, well, I think I'd rather give 100 instead of 50. First, they thought they might want to give that 50. Then they changed their mind, I'll give 100. And God's leading them to do it. Then they're like, well, let me think about it. If I give 100, I actually have 5,000 in my account. Why don't I just go ahead and give them a thousand dollars because I'm getting another thousand next week that I can put right back into the account? So sometimes it will work like that, but always be leery of that stuff, okay? Because this is how the false prophets will deceive you, they will get you into that, and it's very seldom you will see God move like this to tell you how much you're supposed to actually put in more likely it's not going to be of god even preachers are caught up into this they tell you how much you should pay into your tithes and offerings 
Yeah, you're, it tells you to pay 10% of your tithes and offerings, but you got to give that with a cheerful heart. The false prophets may even tell you that God wants to bless you with a brand new home and you don't have the credit to buy a home. You don't have the money for a down payment to buy a home. And they're trying to tell you you're going to get you a brand new home in six months and you know you don't have the stuff and six months come and you're still in your shack and you're probably going to have to move out of your shack and move into your vehicle or under a bridge somewhere so be leery of that stuff as well that's how they'll get you there they a false prophet will also flaunt their riches they will brag about what they spend. You see this in the TV ministries today with these well-known TV evangelists. And I believe God is about to cut them out. I believe we're in that time where God is through with them. He's He's going to do away with them. Yeah, you don't... And, you know, they might help people because Scripture tells you not to boast about your heavens because that's your reward there. But I'm here to tell you, folks, God is real, and God is great. And the Lord wants us all to be happy. It's not a sin to be rich. I want you to know that. It's not a sin to be rich. You can have all the money in the world, but it's how you let the money take over your life. And it's how you handle that money and what you do with it. Are you going to brag about it and brag about your mansion and brag about your cars and your, your boats and your whatever else you can do, your vacations you take with it, going on vacations, going to these fancy restaurants, while other people are struggling to keep their home that they're living in and to pay their rent or their mortgage just to put food on the table and buy clothes for them and their family. When you start boasting about it, that's when it becomes sin. And when you don't help people with that money, that's when it can become sin. And I know a lot of us, we say, well, I wish God would bless me. I'd rather have money and be rich. I do too. I, I say the same thing. We all do. But what good is that money going to do me after I die? What good is it going to do you after you die? And the Lord blesses people with money. And he knows who he can trust and can't trust. And some of us, and let me put it to you this way. You always wonder too, you're like, I'm a giver. And God knows I'm a giver. And I'm throwing this for an example out here for us all. Because some of us were givers. we rather give than to receive. we rather give anything we have away, even the shirt off of our back to someone in need. And, and God knows if he gave us all the money in the world, we'll probably just give it away. 
We'll just give it all away. And he knows this. So he can't trust us in that area. So that's one reason a lot of us don't have money because he knows a lot of us will give it away. He knows that we would not let greed set in, but we'll come up on somebody that we see that's homeless, that needs it, and we'll be like, well, come with me. I'll buy you this home over here. Or here, here's $100,000 right here. Go go do what you want. Go buy you some clothes, get your room, whatever. Come on. And, you know, we can't be trusted with money because we'll just give it away. Then some of us, we have a spending problem that we'll spend it all away. And others, they're just greedy with it. And they'll be greedy. And some that will come into money, they'll be greedy and God knows they'll be greedy. But he gives us a chance to change from all of that. He does give a chance for us to change. Now, if you are out here trying to help people and build homes and stuff like this for people or get them homes or remodel their homes, but you don't want nobody saying nothing, I respect that. Because even Jesus, when he did good deeds for people, he told them, said, don't tell nobody. Don't say a word what I did to you. Because you don't want to be boasted like that. Because your rewards are great in heaven. But if you go out in the open about everything you do, you already got your rewards, so you have no rewards in heaven. But don't be like the false prophets that brag about their riches and talk about how God's blessed them with millions of dollars and these homes and stuff. That's just not God. And I hear people talk about how the Lord's blessed them with a new home and they want to give a praise report. And I used to be into all of that. And not only is it about homes, but they will buy a new vehicle and say, God bless me with this vehicle. I am so grateful to this. Well, if you got the money for a down payment on a car or a house, or your credit's good enough for you to get that car or house, then you had the credit for it. Now, you come and talk to me about how God blessed you with a new car or a new home with no credit and no money down. You come and tell me when you get that, how God blessed you and how that was a miracle. But when you got the goods and the means in behind you to do this stuff with, then it's more as expected that you're going to be approved right there on the spot but those with no money those with nothing to pay down on a car or a house and their credit is shot they're the ones that's got to get into prayer and fasting they're the ones that's got to figure out well how are they going to get this place they want it but how are they going to do it because the banks could always deny them on that loan for either a car or a home but when they get approved, that's God. That's Jesus that came through and said, yes, approve them. That's when you come to me and tell me about it. But sometimes keep that to yourself too. Just keep it to yourself and praise Jesus about it. But if you feel like you want to give that and that's your testimony, then go for it. Because it might help somebody else that was in your shape.
Now, let's move on to 14 and 15 here. For they are the spirits of devils working and of the whole world to gather them to the battle of the great day of God Almighty. See, and that's the false prophet that's deceiving people that's going to try, they're working under the spirits of devils. And what they do, they'll come to you and a lot of the miracles, they're going to do a lot of things and they're going to have all kinds of testimonies and people are going to say they've been to them, they let them lay their hands on them and they were healed or they felt refreshed, they felt cleansed. You know, they got a good word from the Lord, and it was never of the Lord. It was always coming from the pits of hell. It was coming from Satan. Their healings were never really coming from Christ. It was all coming from Satan. And you can say, well, Satan don't heal. He makes you sick. See, that's one of his lies and tricks. Yes, you're right. He keeps you sick. He continues to keep you sick. But to deceive somebody... To make that person deceived to serve him. See, this is when the Antichrist steps in. This is when that Antichrist is going to come up and make fire come from the heavens. That Antichrist is going to go to somebody who's sick and heal them because he wants them to serve him. And that's why Jesus tells us when you hear that Christ is here in this building. Christ is over here in this place. Christ is over there in that place. Not to believe it because it's not him. That's how these false prophets are going to do. And that's how we got to watch that these false prophets don't deceive us on a wrong path. Making us think, oh, it's Christ doing this. We were healed. They laid their hands and Jesus healed us when it never was. And that's how they're going to get us into their deceivement and change our thoughts and mind about scripture and lie and deceive us and get us into the pits of hell. They're going to deceive us through healings. They're going to deceive us through so many miracles that's supposed to be coming from God. And this is why you got to use your discernment to know if it's really coming from Jesus or if it's coming from Satan, because the path is yours. And in these last days, you really know, you need to know how to use your discernment, and you really need to know what's coming from God. Like verse 15 says, Behold, I come as a thief. Blessed is he that watcheth and keepeth his garments. Least he walk naked, and they see his shame. Which means keep the full armor of God on. Don't walk around. Don't get caught without your clothes being on. And you are naked. The NIV part of this says, Behold, I am going to come like a thief. Blessed, happy to be envied, is he who stays awake, alert, and who guards his clothes, so that he may not be naked and have the shame of being seen 
exposed. That's what I was just getting at. Keep the full armor of God on you at all times. Because Jesus is coming like that thief in the night. And if you're caught naked, you're going to be ashamed. You're going to be seen. I did a YouTube video a while back now. And I remember saying in that video, don't get caught with your pants down. Because if the rapture should happen and Jesus is coming and you're caught doing and you got your pants down doing something you're not supposed to be doing, Jesus just came and you got caught with your pants down. That one time you're like, Well, you know, I've been doing this, I've I've been waiting and waiting and nothing's happened yet. And you finally just give in to this temptation this one time. And Jesus comes back in that moment. And you got caught with your pants down. So many people are going to be found guilty of that one probably. The moral of the story is. Don't let Jesus come back and catch you with your pants down because you will be put to shame when you do. Keep that full armor of God on. He comes back as a thief in the night. And don't let the false prophet deceive you and let you take your armor of God off. Because they're probably going to tell you, take that armor off. Jesus don't care, take it off. And the moment you do, boom, there he is. And he gathered them together into a place called, in the Hebrew tongue, Armageddon. And we all know about Armageddon, the wars and all the famines that's going to be happening during Armageddon. And the seventh angel poured out his vial into the air, and there came a great voice out of the temple of heaven from the throne, saying, It is done. And the voices and thunders and lightnings, and there was a great earthquake, such as was not since men were upon the earth, so mighty an earthquake and so great. And the great city was divided into three parts, and the cities of the nations fell, and great Babylon came in remembrance before God to give unto her the cup of the wine of the fierceness of his wrath. Now, I've already spoken about the wrath of God a few times already, but the earthquakes, I've talked about it, we'll see earthquakes and volcanoes erupt in various places. But this earthquake that it's mentioning of, since the beginning of time, no man that has ever walked the face of the earth, not even the prophets, Moses, Noah, Adam and Eve, Jeremiah, King David, Elijah, any of them, even even Jesus and the disciples have never seen an earthquake that's going to happen. But we that remain in these last days, we will see it. Honestly, I hope I'm not around to see it. I hope I'm actually already gone, that it, my time has come and I'm gone before all of this actually comes. But the way things are getting, we may be here to see this stuff. 
But this great earthquake is going to be one of the biggest earthquakes that the people on earth has ever seen in their life. And this is why we got to get the truth out about what the word of God says and what scripture says so we don't let the false prophets, the false preachers deceive us. Don't let those false teachers get to you. Because this earthquake is going to divide the nations and Babylon falls. We need to know truth and truth only. We need to learn how to love and accept people. We need to learn how to love all God's creation. Because when this earthquake happens, it's going to put the fear of the Lord in so many people. And how many will repent? Or is it going to be like the great hell here that fell upon the people? And people were mad at the great hell that fell upon them, that plague of hell, and blasphemed God. Because during this earthquake, I imagine many people are going to get mad at God and blaspheme him. Because all these plagues, people are going to get tired of the plagues and they're going to blaspheme God. But you brought this up on yourself. You got to realize you brought all of this up on yourself. It tells you in scriptures to do good and not to do evil. And I said this last week. It's okay to serve who you want to serve. That's your free will. God gave you the choice to serve him or to serve Satan. But when you choose Satan and choose evil and you come against his children, God's going to always fight for his children, just like any parent would for their child. So think about it. If you're a parent and you have a child, and somebody comes against your child, are you not going to be ready to kill for your child? Are you not going to be ready to fight and stand up and start fighting for your child because someone crossed your child? That's how God feels. This is how Jesus feels about his children. He gives you a chance to make it right. He gives you a chance to leave his children alone. But you kept on. You either did it through prayer or trying to do it in curses behind people's back in the dark without them knowing it. Or you did it out in public, where everybody could see it. How you come against a child of God. You do not harm his children. And I've heard people say, well, do you think God's really going to let people burn in hell? I mean, would you really see your children fall in fire and not try to run in and get them out of that fire or... A house fire happens and your children's in that house. Are you not going to run in and try to save your children? Let me tell you, you chose Satan who lives in hell. So you chose your God. Wherever your God is at is where you're going to go because you chose that for yourself. God did not choose that for you. You chose it for yourself. You choose where you're going to go. And you know to do good, you know to serve Christ, but you refuse. You refuse to read the Bible. You refuse to go into prayer. You refuse all this for yourself. But you said, Satan, you sound a lot better. You way you act, you sound a lot better. So I rather serve you. And that's what a lot of you are basically saying and not realizing that's what you're saying. 
So when you die and you're in hell, you have nobody to blame but yourself because that's who you chose. That's who you chose to serve was Satan because you refuse to believe the prophecies of the Bible. You refuse to respect the children of God. You turn a blind eye to those in need. You turn a deaf ear to those who needed a shoulder to cry on. Satan overlooks the lame and the poor. Satan builds up all these riches and these kingdoms. And this is why he was trying to give the Jesus promised him when he fasted those 40 days, when he tempted Jesus on that 40 day fast, he went on was all these kingdoms. So he knew he could never get the son of man, but he wanted to try and tempt him. And Jesus told him no, but Satan knew he could get man. He could get us to fall for these kingdoms. And that's what we have done. Now, we're fixing to see a downfall over it all. God builds up nations and he tears down nations. It tells you that in scripture. He builds them up and he tears them down. And we have been built up. We have served Satan through his lies. We have done all that Satan wanted him. We have done all that Satan wanted us to do and not realize it. And now we're fixing to come crashing down and we're going to see everything probably bankrupt. In the eyes of God, it's going to be bankrupt. Now, I don't know if that's going to be like the company's actually going bankrupt. Some could, but what I mean, and they're just going to go out. They're going to probably just fold. Because when God destroys it, God's hand is on it. And however God sees fit to destroy a business is going to be God doing it. That's on him. But we need to recognize when we start seeing that, that is God. God is doing it. Praise God. He is a just God. He reigns on the just and the unjust. He is a merciful, vengeance God. And that's what we need to learn. And we sing his praises because he is coming through for his children to make the way for us. And he always will. Heaven and earth shall pass away, but his words never will. So this is all I have for you tonight. I hope you enjoyed tonight's podcast. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to share with your family and friends. Thank you so much.